0: This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Teal.
1: I am so excited today to share with you J.P. Lane. This is an incredible story. He is an American patriot. He is an American hero. But more important than those two things, he is God's miracle. And you are going to get hope and encouragement from his story today. It's an incredible story. I'm going to let him tell it to you in just a minute. We're going to sit down and talk. And I want to warn you, if you're listening on radio, you're going to want to make sure to subscribe to the Very Bold Radio podcast because you're going to want to hear the entire thing. Or go to our Very Bold Facebook, Very Bold Facebook, and you can watch the live. Um, It's an incredible story, so I don't know what you have going on in your life. I don't know if you're feeling discouragement. I don't know if you're feeling despair. I don't know if you're feeling depression. I don't know what you're facing, what anxiety you're going through. But today you're going to be lifted up because you're going to see how God can use the darkest, the hardest circumstances and he can take those and he can redeem that and he can bring beauty to that and he can impact lives through that. So, I don't think you're going to want to miss it. I am Steve Teal. This is the Very Bold Radio and Podcast. We talk to all sorts of difference makers and you're just really going to be blessed to meet JP Lane. Let me let me just remind you real quick cuz we don't talk about it for a while. He is not only a a Purple Heart recipient He is a singer now. He is a double amputee. He's the only double amputee recording artist in the world. And he has sung for two presidents, two um, inaugurations, which is incredible. And God is using his story, and he's going to use it today to bless you. So let's jump in as we meet J.P. Lane. The reason people take their own life is they think it's the only way they can in their pain and suffering, but really, they just pass it on to those that love the most. A permanent solution to a temporary problem. He was a husband, a father, a son.
0: The internal battles could be just as deadly. He was one of the best mechanics that the army ever had. Just couldn't fix himself. He allowed his mind to be his worst enemy. You could really tell something was wrong, but he just wouldn't reach out for help. It's like he just never came home.
2: Lift you up When you're tired of it all And you're feeling like you're ready You're ready for the fall Lift you up Hand it over to the one Who can take your pain
1: What a great day on Very Bold Radio and podcast. I am joined by American Hero. I'm calling him that. That's it. He's an American hero. He's an American patriot. And really, the biggest takeaway I have today that I think you'll have, too, is that he is a miracle of God. This is J.P. Lane. Welcome to Very Bold Radio.
3: Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here.
1: Well, we're really honored that you're here. It's an incredible story that you're going to be telling. You are a Purple Heart recipient combat uh, veteran. You've undergone over 25 surgeries. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible story. So And God is working miracles through you. You've got a new book that we're going to talk about. There's just all the things, all the stuff to talk about. But give us, uh, can you give us, I don't know if you're tired of telling the story of how this (laughs) kind of all went down. If you're like, man, I want to skip that part. Mm. Uh, Can you give us some of the background of uh, how God has brought you to this point?
3: Yeah. um, And and I'll never get tired of saying it. Although I joke around with people and say, sometimes I do feel I get tired. That's why I wrote the book (laughs) so people can read it. Right. But, um, no, I love telling my story. Uh, And, of course, I always tell people that every person, if you ask them why they joined the military, they have their own reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It could be the fact that their family members were uh, service members. Right. That they wanted to start a new trend. Maybe none of their family was service members or they wanted to have schooling paid for. There's different reasons why people join the the military. Um, And for me personally, I actually had the thought already instilled in me when uh, in 8th grade, uh, September 11th, uh, we saw the Twin Towers fall. Yeah. My language arts teacher brought in uh, a TV and turned on the news station, and that's what we were wow. watching. And it was devastating for my entire class. We were all in tears, of course. And not knowing what was really going on, the teacher had mentioned or said that we were at war pretty much or will be because we were just attacked okay so uh, that's when i told myself i'm gonna join the army and um fight so that that never happens again
1: and where where were you growing up where was this at the time that was in green bay wisconsin okay green bay okay so then you continue to go through high school you do the high school things and then uh when is it that you decide all right it's it's time
3: yeah, well, obviously the Army doesn't accept eighth graders, so I did have to wait <laughs> I'm through, glad through I'm glad. high school. And the funny thing is high school always uh, takes you in a whole different path than you expected. And uh, it wasn't until about a year after I graduated, my one of my younger brothers, Anthony, called me up and he was like, hey, you want to join the Army together? And that was the reminder I needed. And wow. I think that was literally the phone call that God probably put in his heart or mind to be like, hey, I want to join. Um, so I'm going to call Justin and see if he wants to join. And
1: um, and you're Justin. That's your yeah, full name. I'm calling yeah, you I J.P. Just, Lane. J.P., <laughs> yeah, but true. you're Justin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So uh, he called me up, and I was out of the country, actually. Where were you? Where I was you in doing? Mexico. What were you doing, J.P.? Yeah, okay. I, was in, I was in Mexico Okay, uh, living with an ex, one of my ex. And um, so— the funny thing was, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to join. I'll get a plane, uh, a flight back to Green Bay, and we'll sign up. So yeah. I get to Green Bay, Wisconsin um, later uh, in the evening, and I'm like, hey, how you been, blah, 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 caught up. And I was like, okay, in the morning, we'll go to the recruiter's office, and we'll sign up together. And I'm thinking, like, sweet, the Lane brothers, we're going to go take care of business and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and be in the fight together and all this stuff. and." Uh, it was so funny. He, of course, if you ask him, his story is different. Okay. But I remember this because it was so sp- specific yeah. that, you know, I couldn't make it up, you know? Yeah. I wake up in the morning, knock on his door, and I'm like, hey, let's go to a recruiter's office. I'm ready. And he literally tells me, nah, I think I'm going to go to college. No, <laughs> you're <laughs> kidding me. Yeah. he's what? like, Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go to college and uh, buy a Chrysler Crossfire. I was like, What? Of all the weird cars, you're going to buy a Chrysler Crossfire? And, uh, yeah, so that was his
1: excuse of You not, are kidding me. That's nope. hilarious. Yeah. He, and he was the motivation, like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Here we go the Lane Brothers. And then he's like, ah, I think I'm going to go to college. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I got
3: right? Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. And, of course, I'm that stubborn kid that I'm like, whatever, I'll go anyways and do it myself. Wow. So I pulled up to the recruiter's office, and I was looking at all the branches right there on the front. And I remember him saying Army. So that's when I walked in the Army's recruiter's office and signed the papers. You remember
1: who saying Army? My brother. Okay, your brother. So you're just like, that's what I'm going to do. So yeah. you went in, you signed the papers. Yeah. And when I walked in, I was like, what's the most dangerous job you can give me?
3: And you're they said, You're kidding me. No, they said, uh, You want to blow stuff up and find bombs? I'm like, Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Let's do that. So <laughs> <You're> de-
1: <laughs> it sounded like a blast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So you wanted the most dangerous job. Were you just that kid, like, growing up that was just always looking for adventure and danger and let's just go?
3: Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> With an additional trouble added to that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't the the best kid, but uh, God was probably still watching out for me that entire time, just keeping me safe. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, I can't wait. I mean, don't jump ahead, but I can't wait to hear how God got a hold of you through all this. Uh, but you, so you didn't grow up as like a Christian kid or were you a Christian troubled kid or you yeah. know what I'm saying?
3: Uh, well, I didn't know who Christ was until eighth grade, actually. Okay. Yeah. It was the same time, my, the same year that my dad had picked us up the summer before eighth grade to bring us, uh, he gained custody of us. Okay. And so <clears throat> we moved to Green Bay, Wisconsin and uh, literally after a 10 hour drive from Columbus, Ohio to... Green Bay, Wisconsin. My my dad was like, all right, I'm tired of you guys. So I'm bringing you to a church camp for the weekend and see you later. you <laughs> kidding me. No, it was... What? He dropped this off like immediately. He was like, you're, you're going to need Christ. Go get him.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it was funny. And what what happened at camp? I mean, did you have some sort of experience or...
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, it was like an introductory, I guess. Yeah. I, um, and a lot of the a lot of people recognize the term as a plant, a seed planted. Right, right. And that's where I believe the okay. seeds were planted for okay. sure. Okay.
1: All right. Well, let's jump ahead then. So uh, so you sign up for the most dangerous thing there is and what what happens next? And when is this? Is this 2011 or? Um, or
3: no, I joined in 2008. 2008. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I joined in 2008 and uh, I had a – I would like to say a genius plan because I was still with my ex at the time. And uh, since she lived in Mexico, I wanted to also live in Mexico. So I joined the reserves because I knew that they were able to still have a daily job, like a regular job or go to school or whatever. Um, And then also be in the military and serve the way that I wanted to. Yeah.
1: So That does sound genius so far.
3: Yeah. So, well, (laughs) I actually wrote out an entire plan for my commanders. And before the weekend of my first drill was over, they already shot it up to the general. It came back down to them, and they said, yes, you can do this. You can go live in Mexico. You can go ahead and... Um, Wait. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, what? what? Are you for real right now? What? Yeah, so I lived in Mexico, and then I would fly back for drill, uh, for long drills okay. uh, every two and a half months. Okay. And do all of the training that I need to Um and so that's what I did and I never missed a drill ever. So wow. Yeah, okay. I was very dedicated um to the military. I I absolutely love the fact that uh I joined and I wanted to uh serve the exact way that I planned on serving. And that's um, not
1: usually how it works in the army. It, nah. You don't tell them what you're gonna do. I know. <laughs> Especially at my rank. Oh my right. goodness. Yeah. All right, so go on. So what happens next?
3: Yeah, so obviously I lived in Mexico and I went through the trainings and finally I would call my commander probably every two months or so. Hey, are we deploying yet? Because I'm I'm getting bored. Like I signed up for a reason. I want to go uh, get into the fight. Wow. And what I didn't realize because I was young and brand new to the military, I should have done my homework. I could have elected to go with another unit. Oh, I didn't know that. I could have been like, hey, I want to join your unit, uh, another unit, for their deployment. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Okay. So two years fast forward, and that's when my commander finally uh, has the administrators give me a call. I'm sitting in Mexico. They're like, hey, Lane, we're ready to go. Pack your bags. Get back over here. We're deploying. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you were excited.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. My Of course, my ex wasn't and my family wasn't, but I was finally gonna be able to do what I wanted to do. Right. Which is truly serve this
1: country in in whatever fashion they needed me to. So. Right. Wow. That's incredible. Well that that sounds to me like a, a hero, but anyway, it's <laughs> he's a patriot, I found out today. But uh, uh like I said, you're a miracle. So all right, so walk us through more of it. What happens what happens there, what happens next.
3: Yeah, so they uh we get our gear, we do a little bit of training and then we finally deploy to Afghanistan in two thousand ten. Okay. We arrived to um I believe it was Kandahar airfield in October of 2010 and as soon as the plane landed which was a fun experience FYI because <laughs> how's that <laughs> People don't know what a combat landing is and okay. and they don't always do it but they did for us and um that's probably because there were some uh, Taliban shooting from the mountains, trying to hit the plane. Wow. But a combat landing is where the plane literally swerves to the left, swings all the way back to the right, centers, and then dives down and lands. No. It's insane. It's like a roller coaster ride. And they don't tell you this as you're coming in? Oh, no. You're, <laughs> the, you're literally n- not knowing what's happening until the, the plane starts swerving. And you're like, okay, this is... Yeah, this is, we're getting into ugly right now. <laughs> wow. So it was super cool. I'm that, I love roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, I love super all that cool. Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah. There's some people who cannot handle that kind right. of stuff and they get sick. Yeah, there was probably a couple on my plane.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: But we land and uh, the back door of the plane, I believe we were in a C 130 or something like that. Uh-huh. And the back comes down and all of a sudden a big sandstorm, the heat and everything just. They flies in punches us in the face and it was like took your breath away almost yeah and at that moment i was like okay we're not in america anymore right (laughs) yeah it was it was intense and then you get over there and being from the states it's like we're used to seeing houses built out of wood and and metal and concrete and all this stuff and electricity and roads yeah (laughs) and we get over there and there's pretty much none of that except Mm. for on our bases okay and everything is just sand and dirt and dust and man it's a whole nother world
0: yeah no kidding
3: yeah so it was a shock like a culture shock for me yeah but i wasn't there necessarily to take in the culture i was there to do my job and Mm -hmm. that was to search for ieds and clear routes to yeah. make sure that the soldiers were safe when they went on their missions. Okay.
1: So. All right. So um, you start getting adjusted. You start doing your job. Um, and I mean, we're talking about incredible danger. Did it feel like that each and every day or?
3: Uh, pretty pretty much. But I didn't. Uh, the Army did a fantastic job of making me fearless, I guess you could say. It sounded um, like
1: you're already about
3: 90% of the way there before the Army got their hands <laughs> right, on you. Right. Uh I, I wasn't scared of being blown up or shot at at all, actually. Um, the the only thing that was happening on, on occasion that I actually ended up being scared of was we had incoming rounds attack our base. Okay. And um, they would obviously hit in random spots or whatever. But the only thing I was worried about was if I was able to get on Skype and see my family and communicate via video yeah. with them, that a round would come in and blow up my tent while we're talking wow that was okay. the only thing i was worried about yeah. and i did pray against that um on a regular basis but it was every single day going out on mission to search for ieds and i didn't really care yeah you um, didn't really care no it was just my job yeah so uh i was blown up the first time about a month and a half in to my deployment
1: and yeah the first time the first time <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: and it didn't even phase me like i actually i actually um uh, and i tell people when i tell my story that it's kind of funny because when the truck blew up and it went up in the air and slammed back down on the ground and the dust settled i looked over to my truck commander in the passenger side cuz at that moment i was driving and i look over at him and i'm like let's do that again <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah he probably at that point realized i was pretty crazy
1: yeah because yeah.
3: i didn't i just got blown up and he's like no let's not do that again i don't want to wow, get blown GP. up
1: yeah so, all right. So, a lot of us that would have been, man, that would have changed our our world right then and there. But you're like, all right, let's let's go do it again.
3: Yeah, I. As long as nobody in the truck was getting hurt, I don't really care what happens. You know. Okay. Yeah. And um, so and I this was... is
1: gonna make a great uh, you're gonna make, uh, I mean, God, looking ahead in the story, a great disciple for Jesus, because when I think about people. Who he calls to be fearless, whether it's Paul, whether it's Peter, whether it's, you know, John, whether it's all those guys that lay down their lives. I mean, it just seems like it is a part of the DNA that God has put in your spirit and your heart is, hey, let's go. It's it's fearless time. Yeah. All right. So that's just a little preview, but – uh so what? So what happens next? I know you get blown up a second time, right? Yeah, that was a blast too. That was a blast too. <laughs> you don't have any kids yet, but you got nope. some dad jokes
3: already. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we get blown up a second time. Uh, didn't really care about that time either because everybody was fine. And yeah. like I said, if my soldiers aren't getting hurt, then we could do this all day. Yeah. So uh, it, and then my worst fear happened, and. My um, best friend, Justin Ross, was killed March 26, 2011. Wow. He was uh, shot by a sniper while on mission. And um, it was devastating, and that's actually when my whole personality, my whole uh, everything that I was as a human being was torn apart. Okay. And I was no longer doing my job. I was my mindset turned to I want to hunt. Mm. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was not a good mindset to have at all, honestly. And so 90% of my missions for the entire time I was in Afghanistan, I was behind the gun anyways. I wasn't necessarily the driver of most of the vehicles. So, um, I was always behind the weapon systems and, um, it wasn't until, and I always tell people that no matter what we're going through and thinking, yeah, especially if it's not on the path that God wants us on, He's going to find a way to shake us up and get us back on track. Okay. And for me, that was July 2nd, 2011. Okay. I was in my third IED blast, and that one actually penetrated my truck and got me bad. And that's the start of all of this.
1: This is the blast that has made you a double amputee. Mm -hmm. This is the blast that has led to over, what, twenty-eight surgeries or something like that? Yeah. Yep. And the tracheotomy and all of it. Yeah, And you were also you were in a coma for a while. A month and a half. A yeah. month and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's where it seems to me like it's a miracle that you are here today. I don't know if anybody ever said that as you were going through it or coming through it. But to me, it just seems a thousand percent it's a miracle that you're here.
3: Well, considering I died twice on the operating oh. table, yes, <laughs> I yeah. would say it's a miracle. Yeah.
1: Well, what can you tell us about all that? I mean, that's I, I can't imagine or fathom what that was like.
3: Yeah. Um, so it it was the first RG thirty one. That's the name of my truck that I was in. Okay. That was penetrated by an IED. Okay. And um, when it went through my truck. It took off my right ankle immediately, amputated that. Wow. Uh, Amputated my left leg down to, I believe it was like a tendon or something, very small, holding the whole leg on together as a piece. So um, then it snapped my pelvis in half. My left femur snapped in half. My spine dislocated from my pelvis. My right arm snapped in half. My right middle finger was amputated, but nobody needs that, so... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and everything inside my torso was destroyed by shrapnel which is flying pieces of metal mm. except for my heart and my left lung wow and then uh my teeth were knocked out my four front teeth were knocked out from the steering wheel uh during the impact and my head shattered the windshield which is four inches thick of bulletproof glass and uh, oh my gosh yeah It was intense, and so I had a traumatic brain injury as well.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
3: that all led to waking up in a hospital a month and a half later.
1: A month and a half later. Yeah. You wake up, and they tell you what happened? I mean, you wake up, and a month and a half later.
3: Yeah, uh, it was definitely not the last thing I remember doing, being in a hospital. Yeah. And so my parents and the doctors had to slowly coach me through everything that had happened, but... Um, I already knew what had happened initially. When I woke out of the coma, I was able to use my left arm because my right arm was in what's called an external fixator. Okay. And it's a metal frame with metal pins going through it to hold the bones together to heal. And my left femur also had that. Um, But I used my left arm to pull the sheets up and look at my legs to see what had happened to my legs. Mm. And I saw that they were both gone. So obviously that was... I didn't need a doctor or any parents yeah. to tell me that I was no longer with limbs down yeah. there. So I knew that I was a double amputee, and I literally looked at my dad after seeing my legs and or what's left of them, and I look at him, and I'm like, well, this is different because <laughs> I couldn't change it. So yeah. why am I going to be um, – I don't know, questioning it, you know?
1: That was your attitude. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 99.999% of people be, why me? Why this? What's going to happen? And you're just like, well, this is different.
3: Yeah. Well, that thought process for me didn't kick in initially like sometimes it does for other veterans. It kicked in for me later because I was in the hospital for almost a year. Oh, my gosh. So that's a long time to be stuck. Oh, yeah. In one spot, you know, so that's where the devil came in. And he was like giving me all these suicidal thoughts and okay, uh, making me doubt even being a real man and looking in the mirror. Oh, you're hideous. You're a monster. No one's going to want you. Blah, blah, blah. All of these different things. So okay. it That's where he'll creep in is when you're really at your worst. And then on top of that, it didn't help that I was on 20 plus medications that Whoa. literally messed with my mind anyways. So. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, where in uh, where in this story does you, know, you, you kind of you alluded to that God used that to get your attention, uh, which is crazy because you were in a dark place and God actually used something so hideous and terrible, and that kind of was a, a you know a, an attention getter for you. I mean, how did that work? Yeah, how did how, how did God use that terrible thing?
3: So a lot of people don't know, and I believe I touched on it in my book. But I actually, uh, and my parents, my family didn't even know until I told them years, about a year probably after I was hurt. But yeah. my plans because of losing Justin Ross yeah, uh, over there, my plans, which I was actually already in the motion of confirming, was to stay over there. Or once I got back with my unit to go back over uh, with more units and literally live into live in Afghanistan, keeping with the fight wow. until I died. Wow. Okay. So um, I had so much anger. Yeah. And uh, it was very very difficult. So knowing that I was just going to be <laughs> staying there and pretty much it was like a slow suicide, I guess you could say. Yeah. Right, because I just wanted to fight until I died, till they got me. Right. So um, that's obviously not how God wanted to use me. Yeah,
1: no, there was a lot more the miracle part of the story. And I want to tell our radio listeners that this is not going to seem fair to you because our Facebook Live people can catch this uh, the rest of the interview, and you can too. The best place is to either go to Very Bold Facebook Live and watch the entire interview or to be sure and subscribe to the Very Bold Radio and Podcast across platforms where we'll get the whole interview and the miracles and what God is doing and how this man J.P. Lane goes on to uh, seeing it two presidential inaugurations, how he is a performing artist, a speaker, a motivator. And this uh, new book that's coming out, Walking Again, comes out September 10th. Eleventh, okay. The release party, the launch party, is right. the tenth, right? Yes, yeah, okay. The pre-launch party. <laughs> the pre-launch party, of course, it comes out on on nine eleven. So, uh, listeners, be sure to go listen to the rest of the interview there. And for Facebook Live, of course, uh, we're going to continue hearing about that with uh, JP Lane. All right, so man, what I mean, what does God do in this in this crazy time that changes your life spiritually and ev- everything else?
3: He shows me what I have a purpose in doing. Okay. And because during those that dark time in, in the hospital and therapies and learning how to walk again and all that stuff, I'm literally arguing with God. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say arguing considering the fact that he was probably just listening the yeah. entire time until just like a father listens to their son or daughter uh, whining and crying about how unfair life is, right? Uh, He was probably just sitting there. Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. Right. And I'm whining and crying about how unfair life is down here. And and all of a sudden I ask him one simple question. Whoa, man. I
1: can't wait. What is it? Yeah. What is it?
3: Uh, I'm actually driving around in my car and I ask him, what do you want me to do with my life? Because I did everything with my legs. I did track, basketball, football. I played drums for 14 years. Wow. So everything that I loved was with my legs. Yeah. And I asked him, what do you want me to do with my life now? Give me a purpose or I'm done. And all of a sudden, on my radio, I'm listening to hip hop. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a song called Only a Mountain by Jason Castro comes on my radio. Yeah. Number one, I'm freaked out. Because yeah. that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to hip hop and the Christian song should not be that. Yeah, that is up. weird. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's weird, and I start listening to the song, and it talks about how everything you're going through is only a mountain, and mm. you can tell it to move, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I wow. started crying, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is everything I'm going through. All this pain, the suffering, and rehabilitation, and all of these things. It's just a mountain. I'm going to get past this. Mm. And I was like, okay, God, I got you. And all of a sudden I hear him tell me, go get a guitar and wow. start start music. And I'm like, what?
1: This is all happening. I in mean, the car. Yeah, yeah, in my car. Yeah, and you just know God is telling me I need to go get a guitar.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not the devil. So, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely God in the most positive way that he could speak <laughs> to me because he knows the passions of our hearts. And he's going to talk to you through that. So he knows I absolutely love music. Yeah. And that song saved my life. Mm, Wow. And God spoke to me through it, and he told me to grab a guitar. So that's what I did. I immediately turn around and go to the closest guitar store near me. I buy the guitars, the cables, the picks, the uh, amp, the microphone, (sighs) everything I need to learn and everything. And I get it, and it's so funny because... I'm like, you know what? I think Only a Mountain needs to be the first song I learn how to play on guitar because that's the song that saved my life and wow. I want to have that same effect when I show people uh the song when I sing it to them. So yeah.
1: yeah. It's been amazing. So did is that the song you learned? I feel like, you know, usually when you're learning guitar or whatever, you start off with something simple and I, I feel like that was probably not that simple a song.
3: Well, it's not necessarily super difficult. Okay. It, it is, a. thankfully, it wasn't very difficult. But God, again, get, he. Uh, music has always been my passion. Yeah. So as a drummer, I can easily do strum patterns on the guitar. And then I just had to learn the chords and everything. So it wasn't too difficult, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. <laughs> it, I think God just had a plan already in, yeah. in motion. And so... Uh, learning music for me is extremely easy. That's amazing. If you want me to learn anything else, I will forget it in ten minutes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so music is a way that God has designed you. Probably just like He designed David in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, what's funny also yeah. is when I was blown up and my brain was injured. Yeah. And I had a traumatic brain injury. The doctors said that I would have a lot, a lot of problems. And I have a lot, a lot of problems in regards to being able to memorize anything mm. and everything except for music. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's kind of comical because I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. God's needing me to use that part so, yeah. of my yeah. brain. Yeah. I don't need to be a genius anymore, you know? So, right. It's,
1: right. it's all right. That's awesome. And the doctors told you a lot of things that you may never sing again mm-hmm. or. Uh, a lot of things, right? Yeah, they told me that I would
3: never be able to sing again and I would probably talk funny because of my tracheotomy. They when they took it out, they accidentally destroyed my vocal cords a little bit, so I had to go through speech accidentally therapy. Accidentally
1: destroyed your vocal it cords happens. a little bit. It happens.
3: <laughs> yeah, it happens. No one's perfect, right?
1: You got you've got like 12,000 reasons if you wanted to be bitter and oh, angry. Yeah, You've got and and that is just not the way you go.
3: Yeah, well some of us funny veterans will be like, oh, "I would complain, but nobody cares." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's that's kind of our motto. Like, yeah, nobody cares. But uh, it's funny because God cares. So yeah, it's I guess one person at least cares. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, the yeah they told me a lot of things. I wasn't actually supposed to be able to use prosthetics either because wow. my legs were so badly burnt and damaged that they were not able to withstand the pressure. Yeah. Uh, inside the prosthetics and the doctors were right actually for a while okay which made me nervous a little bit but uh, i just kept fighting and aloe like the aloe plant yeah oh yeah that thing is a miracle it
1: is that's from god yeah it is yeah. from
3: god for sure because i use that on my burns and wow the, within weeks yeah. i was in prosthetics after using that stuff Wow,
1: N- no joke. that stuff is yeah. powerful. Did somebody tell you, hey, you should yes. try alo my yeah.
3: my ex wife's dad, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: okay, so all right, so let's uh let's uh jump back in, so I mean, you start playing the guitar, you start feeling like God has given you a purpose, and where does it go from there?
3: yeah, um, so uh, the song only mountain i re- decided to record it, um even though I hadn't really gone through vocal lessons or. Much of anything, really, for music, except for just learning the song on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I decided to record it at a studio. I did that, and I put the video up on YouTube. And about a week later, I get a call to sing it at the presidential inauguration.
1: Wait, how? What? Yeah. How does that happen?
3: I had a miracle. God, I don't
1: know. That's crazy. And so... Of course, I. And this is Jason Castro's song, mm-hmm. so he's not getting that call. You get that call. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: uh, embarrassing. Uh, but uh, he definitely gets all the credit for sure because that song is his. Yeah, He gotcha. definitely. I wouldn't be alive without that song. And, right. And later on, I end up performing that song with him. Oh, cool! Uh, while okay. he was on tour. Oh, so. that is so cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Well, so you get this call. Do you think it's a practical joke? I mean, you think one of your buddies is, like, messing with you? or I
3: thought it was literally, like, they called someone who they thought was. Uh, <laughs> they had, I thought they called a wrong person. They had honestly. the wrong person? Yeah. I was like, um, this is J.P. Lane, yes. But uh, are you sure that I'm the person you want singing a song at the presidential inauguration? And they're like, you're the WMPT veteran, right? And the one who sang Only Mountain on YouTube. And I said, yes. And they're like, well, yeah, you're the guy we want. Wow. To be there and tell your story and sing that song. I'm like, okay. I mean, I just picked up a guitar not too long ago, <laughs> so I gave it all my gut uh, all I got. And uh, how I, did it go? It was awesome, actually. That a lot of people ask if I was nervous or any of that, and I wasn't. I was just so excited to tell my story for the first time. Yeah, and sing for the very first time ever since being hurt. Yeah, yeah. I never even had the guts to step up front. And lead be a lead singer ever in my life. Yeah, I really didn't have that much courage. I did it maybe a couple times, but just jokingly or, yeah, just behind the scenes or whatever. But man, that's it's funny where God brings you when you don't want to be there and you're like, okay, but I have to be here because he has a purpose for this. So,
1: yeah, yeah, well, that's amazing. And I think about how fearless you were about everything you've done. And there's this one area it sounds like where, yeah, you don't want to be the front man or whatever. And so you get that presidential invite. Yeah. You're, you're the front man and why do you,
3: you go. Yeah. Why do you think I was a drummer for the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the furthest away from the stage that you can get, like the front of the stage. So.
1: Okay. So then what does God open some doors from there with? I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. He, Golly.
3: He literally is has been opening doors nonstop since. And I've been able to perform with so many artists and one of the. Uh, best artist that I've been able to perform with in in regards to such patriotism, and he's such a phenomenal singer, anyways. But his he loves the American veteran, mm. and that's Lee Greenwood. Mm. And uh, it's been an honor to perform with him so many times, and uh, I've learned a lot from him as well, and been able to perform with other artists and. It's just been an amazing journey. I I love music, and I'm always going to do music. In fact, I'm working on some brand new songs right now. And my style is kind of different, than, especially being living here in Texas. Everyone's like, you sing country? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Does it sound like I have a country voice? I have this high-pitched, kind of girly-ish voice. No, it's definitely not country. But uh, as much as I love country, I'll probably do it later in life. But right now, I love more of the funky, upbeat, Cool. Uh, fun stuff. In fact, I have a couple ukulele songs too. And Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I actually just made a Christian song for the first time ever, which is super awesome. Did you write it? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty amazing because God puts an idea in my head and then I just like start writing and start going from there. Yeah. And what I thought it was going to turn out to be, it ends up being different. And it was supposed to be a song for veterans. Yeah. And the fact that we um, feel like sometimes we get our heads bigger than they should be, you know, in okay. pride. Right. Sure. And um, because, oh, we served a country and we sacrificed this or that or whatever. And our heads get big and I'm guilty of it in, in the past. And so I wanted to kind of like shake us up and be like, hey, look, we might have sacrificed a little something for this one country. But God gave his only son for the mm. entire world. So we need to like just calm down for a second <laughs> and realize that God gave it all up and we only gave just a little bit. Yeah. Like I only gave two legs and a finger for this country and a couple of teeth, but I didn't want those teeth anyway. So <laughs> doesn't really matter. But it's, yeah, we just need to.
1: So that is that how the song started and then it shifted? Yeah. Okay. To it, what? Just literally a beautiful Christian song. Oh, it's, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, in a few minutes, uh, you're going to do a song for us, right? I think I'm going to do that one, actually. You're going to do that one? Yeah. Did you just decide right now or was that the plan all along?
3: Uh, I figured I wanted to do okay, show you good. guys that one. Okay, yeah. good.
1: All right. Well, stay tuned for that because that's going to be really cool. Um, All right, well, just tell us a little bit more about the journey. Uh, You go to churches, you go to help veteran groups, you do all sorts of things, it seems like, and God has opened the doors, and then you do music, you do speaking, I mean, that's what, yeah.
3: Yeah, I like to go to, pretty much, I'll go to schools, Um, I've even been to prisons. Yeah. Uh, Not personally, like, in an orange suit myself or anything, but... I I love speaking with the veterans at the prisons that have gotten themselves in a little bit of trouble, but there's always hope. It doesn't matter where you're at. Right. There's always hope that things are going to get better. So uh, I also go to schools, corporate events, um, churches, uh, nonprofit events, pretty much anywhere I can get my two feet in to tell my story. I'm going to be there because I love to inspire people. Yeah. My goal is... In this world, is to inspire a million plus people.
1: Yeah, man, I think I think you need to make it a little bit higher because I think you're probably <laughs> Me- already getting there pretty fast. Yeah, I feel like yeah,
3: yeah, maybe ten million next. year. Okay, all right, yeah, <laughs> that
1: sounds good. That would be awesome. All right, well, tell us uh, tell us about the book. What's um, What's the book called? Walking Again. Walking Again. Yeah, yeah. pretty simple. I know. Just- uh, that's good.
3: I'm a simple <laughs> man. Just, yeah, so <laughs> there it is. Simple man, right <laughs> there. You there. go. Yeah. There you go. That's funny. I don't know. I I had a couple titles or whatever, but I just felt like doing something simple. Yeah. Um, Walking Again has literally been my whole story. Right. And so I started the book about a year and a half ago, maybe more. Yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah. I got stuck on chapter three for about six months. (laughs) What was chapter three? (laughs) Well, I finished (laughs) chapter three, but, and right now my, I haven't my brain's not functioning. So I don't remember the title of chapter three, but I just got stuck on it after it for so long. I couldn't, I'm like, I'm an army veteran that went to combat and was blown up and had TBI and this and that. Yeah. I'm not a writer. I'm a singer. I'm not a, like, I don't write books for fun, you know? So writing an entire book was just kind of intimidating (laughs) for me. And I was, I'm like, I think they call it writer's block. They do. Yes. I'm familiar. So uh, I was not a fan of that, I mean, and it was very upsetting for a little while. Then. Yeah. Uh, I got stuck for six whole months. Dang. Yeah. And so uh, then Crystal, and my wife, she's like, look, you got to finish this book because a lot of people are not only waiting for the book, but there is a possibility of it becoming a movie, and a lot of people want to see this. Wow. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'll start writing, and we got some help and i started writing the rest of the book and it just flowed pretty well for months after that and way um, to go crystal good
1: job yeah <laughs> she was the kick
3: in the butt i needed so the good thing was i was able to finish the book about a month ago
1: yeah and
3: then we obviously had to come up with the cover of the book and every finalized detail so we're in the public uh what's it called production no Produ- publicist— I don't remember what the words are. All these fancy book terms. I'm don't. i still learning them myself. But they're finishing up everything and and we'll be finalizing. Because I wanted the book to be released um, September 11th. Because that's the day that started all of this. Right, right. So um, a lot of people wanted me to release it on my actual live day. Which the day I was blown up, we call it our live day. Okay. And that's July 2nd. I could have done that with a whole lot of work yeah, behind that right. but I just felt like September eleventh is more important of a day.
1: Right. So, yeah. I th- I think you're right. And um September eleventh it releases and also uh you're gonna be doing what in Houston on September eleventh. I'm yeah. trying to join them by the way.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so uh I definitely am honored to uh have been invited to sing the national anthem at the Houston Astros game September eleventh in yeah. the evening. So I will be doing that which will be Probably the coolest uh, book release day, I guess, anyone would probably have, I guess. I that
1: know. would be hard to top. Yeah. yeah so that would be hard to top. I had a book release party at chick fil A. Uh, I I want to say that helped a lot, thanks to our friend Kelly Stewart. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that worked out pretty good, too. No, so.
3: we're, we're probably going to do one at Chick-fil-A <laughs> good, here in San good. Antonio as well. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of followers and friends and fans over in the Houston area as, lo- as well as San Antonio. And because I'm already going to be there September 11th for the National Anthem, yeah. we're having my book release, uh, pre-release party
1: in Houston, September 10th, so yeah.
3: details to come for that on my Facebook and
1: everything, but yeah. Right. Well, tell us that, and I want you to go ahead. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the book or anything before you uh, share this song with us?
3: Um, yeah, I, I guess the the whole purpose of the book is to it's not necessarily to tell my story, it's mm. It's to tell a story of what God can do through the darkest things that we go through in our yeah. life because it has a little bit of everything. Uh, not to give any too much away. but No, give a little bit away. <laughs>
1: People will still want to buy the book. You yeah, give a little the, away for us. Yeah, I can got? give you a tiny, tiny okay. bit.
3: The, my family has gone through a lot. And so in the book you'll read about how uh, 2011 was what my family calls the year of Job for oh, our family.
1: I got you. Yeah.
3: So um, it's it's an intense read, and okay. I uh, if anyone from Kleenex is listening, they need to contact <laughs> me asap because what I would really love to do, and I don't know if we'll get it done in time, but what I really want to do is have those little uh, to go packs of Kleenexes, yeah, actually combined onto my book when people buy it because they're gonna need it
1: yeah yeah it's just gonna i mean it's just just a lot of tragedy a lot of hurt a lot of pain and you just you share that was your family okay with you sharing the year of Job? oh
3: yeah my dad so the best part about my book is it's not just my perspective Mm. my dad's perspective is in there okay yeah Yeah. He, he wrote a little bit um about his perspective and what was going on with my family and then uh, I also have the perspective of my medic, so there's not just me in there. It's yeah, it's a cool, fun 3D like storytelling. I love it. yeah. yeah,
1: it's several different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Any anything else you want to tell us about walking again? Also, the website is jp'sjourney.com. People can find you through social media. Yeah. Um, is there like just look for JP Lane or the website?
3: Or yeah. What? So if they type in JP Lane official.
1: Official. They'll all be right. able
3: to find all the social medias that way. Okay. All yeah. right.
1: Awesome. All right. So, anything else you want to tell us about the book or anything coming up? Uh, uh are you just ready to bless us with the song? I'm just ready to have a good time and I just encourage all the
3: all the listeners that uh if you're going through a tough time, I promise you you'll be able to get through it if you just hand it over to God. So
1: man, that's good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Like somebody somebody is going through a hard time that's listening. That's just the way God works. So mm-hmm. when you say like hand it over to God, is there like a, a simple step that you can say how to do that or I mean what what's one step that they can do today?
3: Pray. Yeah. Um, I, my my I, I call myself a prayer warrior.
1: Uh-huh. And I
3: do pray all the time, whether I'm in the car by myself or uh I even pray when the music's on. It doesn't matter what's around or what's yeah. going on. I always am praying. Um because when I was in my coma and I died yeah. twice on the operating table and everything. I had thousands of people praying for me. So prayer yeah. to me showed it worked. I agree. Because yeah. none of them did anything during my surgeries. None of them did anything to literally physically help keep me alive. Right. It was the prayer. So prayer is a very powerful thing. And I encourage people to pray uh, and ask God to literally come into their hearts and take over their lives and take over the, mm. the trauma and what they're going through, the struggles. Because with the other song, it is only a mountain. Yeah. Everything they're going through right now, it literally is a short period of time that they're going to be going through that. Mm. And then the positive that God has in store for them is right around the corner.
1: Yeah, that's so. awesome. All right, I'm going to ask one favor, and I know y'all are waiting for the song would you just take a brief minute and just uh, pray for someone who's listening to the podcast or listening on Facebook Live? Just uh, just pray as God leads you, and yeah. then uh, we'll get into your song. Go ahead, JP.
3: Lord, thank you for today. We just want to pray for each and every person listening this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever it may be, Lord. Uh, we each go through a struggle. We each go through something difficult in this life because The devil and anyone around us that's negative does try to bring us down and kick us off the path that you have for us, Lord. So I just thank you for giving us that strength that we need that we couldn't have without you. Thank you for being here for us. As the military says that each soldier has our six, meaning they always have our back. Lord, you are absolutely the reason and the person that is always having our back. You always have our six. And so we just thank you for taking care of us, watching over Mm. us. And no matter what we're going through, Lord, we know that you're going to take care of it. And through the love and the grace that you pour over us, we are going to overcome. Mm. And we just thank you for another day of life and the air that you put into our lungs, because that alone is such a blessing. And we need to be reminded of that every day Mm. we wake up. It's good. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you for the sacrifice your son made on the cross. That is truly the biggest sacrifice anyone has made for this uh, entire world. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All right. Great job. That's J.P. Lane. You want to go ahead and start gearing up. Uh, Man, what an incredible story, right? Uh, Amazing. And my little things that I'm complaining about today, I definitely feel like, okay, those are out the window. I got to let go of those. And uh, just I'm reminded by JP just of how God works and how good and how how awesome he is and how whatever you're going through today, man, it's it's light and momentary troubles is what Paul calls it in comparison to what God is achieving for us. Just it it outweighs with the glory and uh, uh, what God does. And I just love this is such an incredible story of JP Lane just you can imagine easily, right, how it would have been so easy to give up and just say, forget it. You know, I'm I'm angry with God. I'm bitter at people. I'm just, I'm over it. And for God and JP to um, not uh, let go of that, and just to continue to see what um, what God has done and reaching uh, looks like to me, like it's going to be at least ten million people someday. So, um, all right, how are you doing? Are you are you ready to okay, go? Yeah, let's. All right, Ernesto, is we good? All right, JP Lane.
2: I feel love in the darkest hour. Sunshine, rain, shower And I know Living this life for a reason Where you go, I'll follow you giving me strength for tomorrow This I know Cause you gave it all up for me give mm-hmm. gave it all up for me Yes, you did And I know Give it all up for me and I won't waste another day. You give it all up for me. So I give it all to you. They tried to take it all away. Bringing you down each and every day, yeah, the battle's already won, because you gave up your only son, so I won't waste another day You gave it all up for me So I give it all to you I give it all to you So then I'm running Now with uncertainty I am fighting Not as one to give up moving forward. I can see another day we surrender to your every way, to your every way, because you gave it all up for me. gave it all up for me Yes, you did And I know You gave it all up for me And I won't waste another day You gave it all up for me So i give it all to you You gave it all up for me mm. uh-huh. You gave it all up for me Yes, you did And I know Give gave it all up for me And I can't waste another day You gave it all up for me So I give it all to you I give it all to you 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 I give it all to you
1: is awesome thank you so man much. that was fantastic jp lane right there golly that is really good thank that's you. beautiful that's crazy how you had one plan for that song and god took it in a totally different I, direction i know
3: right that's so funny
1: that's I, awesome but
3: it's awesome i like i like when he steps in because there's a song um i think it's by toby mack it says uh What's, what's the song it's, it talks about taking the stage like literally take like steal my show yes that i love yeah, that song yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing with this song he kind of stole the show on taking right. where i wanted to go with the song right. and he's like nah let's do this exactly <laughs> so, exactly so it's awesome
1: man that is awesome well jp thank you so much for being with us today and for blessing us i know you got a million things going on so we really appreciate it thank and you. it's an incredible story an incredible encouragement to just it's really going to be millions of people. So is is mm-hmm. it going to become a movie? What's what's the scoop that, there? We, we'll, we got to close with that. And I then, guess I well, guess we'll leave it up in the air.
3: Yeah, I, I guess it depends on. Uh what the people want, I guess, right? So. <laughs> I think it depends on what God wants. This is true. Very I mean, true.
1: He's he's gonna steal it. If he wants to do it as a movie, then he will. Amen. And if he wants to do it as a book or uh whatever he wants to do, but he, he is doing it. Yeah. And you're a willing vessel and uh man soldier for him, so and a warrior for him. We that's appreciate right. you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right, that's JP Lane. I'm Steve Teal. This is the Very Bold Radio and Podcast. That's Ernesto, the Eagle, over there. Adrian Gonzalez, you the Eagle. Was I close? No, I, I was, yeah. that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, next week we've got more Difference Makers, uh, another miracle that we're going to talk about, and it's going to be a blessing to you as well. And mark your calendar, September 11th. I mean, you don't even have to mark it. You know that date, J.P. Lane's book, Walking Again, is coming out, and you're going to want to pre-order it. You're going to want to get a hold of it. You're going to want to share it with other people. Don't forget his website jp'sjourney.com and across social media. So, um, whatever you're doing, you know this is what JP Lane has done, and our my ministry, our ministry, Very Bold Ministries comes from another warrior, and it's Paul. And I'm telling you, he's a warrior, not like David was, but he was a warrior for Christ, willing to go, willing to fight, willing to die, willing to do whatever it takes. He goes into one city, he preaches Jesus, they throw rocks at him, they think that he is dead. And when, when that, if that were to happen to me, for me, I'd be where's retirement? I'm, I'm done. But he gets up the very next day, goes on to the next city and starts preaching again. He is a warrior for Christ. And he wrote these words, he said, therefore, since we have such a hope... The hope that JP is talking about, the hope for life when all you see is death, when all you see is darkness, Jesus brings hope, he brings life, he brings encouragement, and he brings purpose to you. If he brought purpose to JP, he wants to bring purpose to you as well. Right here, right today, you may be feeling despair, but Jesus says, no, we're done with that. I've got hope and life. I've got a purpose for you. Something that no one else in this world can do is for you. So you listen and you receive and you accept that. And then the second part of the scripture is, therefore, since we have such a hope We are very bold. 2 Corinthians 3.12. That's what I get to do. That is definitely what this man, J.P. Lane, is doing. And that's what God is calling you to do as well, man. You have that hope. Now live it and be very bold.
2: Lift you up When you're tired of it all And you're feeling like you're ready You're ready for the fall Lift you up Hand it over to the one Who can take your pain away And help you move on Oh, he'll lift you up You feel like you're not the same person you were before And the good times are back where you close the door I'm here to tell you it's better up ahead He's by your side and I love you He said Lift you up When you're tired of in life